two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. I can happily say that I am, uh, let's see here, 98.7% through my dissertation revisions. I got like... I got like two more paragraphs to write, and I'm going to ship this bad boy off to my uh, committee. They'll give it a read. And then uh, the big wheels keep on uh, uh, churning. <laughs> proud, proud Mary, keep on burning. <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling to a PhD. It's so weird, man. It's so stinking weird. Like, and, and I know we've, we've talked about this on air. We've talked about it off air. But just like this thing that I've been slowly crawling towards, uh, sometimes over lava, sometimes over broken glass, sometimes through a field of daisies. Uh, rarely. But like, yeah, man. Yeah. The, the, and it's weird. It's weird to think about, well, then what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know, man. I am... Number one, I am so damn proud of you. Like, I have been. Ah, we, well, thanks, buddy. All parties here at the High Hammock Radio, like, we all love you and we're all so damn proud of you, number one. But number two, I'm kind of worried that, like, you're going to be a doctor. Like, you're yeah, going to be too smart I, for this damn show, man. <laughs> okay, I have to... Right, yeah, th- th- that'll be the um, spiritual successor uh, to Too Smart for the Room. <laughs> that That isn't the Two Wizards podcast. It'll be... Uh, too smart for the high hammock or I don't know, something like that. <laughs> It'll be you, me, Brad and Johnny. And I just like am condescending the entire time. <laughs> you know, when I was working on my doctorate. <laughs> you just keep dropping it too. You know, if I learned one right. thing about my doctorate, Josh, we're, we're talking about nuclear engineering here. I don't think your doctorate applies. Yeah. I think it does, Mark. Shut up. Yeah. You know, I actually think it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, although I, I will say, you know, I I, I will remain the, uh, ever the humble wizard that I am. I'm not going to be one of those types that um, is going to change my Twitter handle or my Twitter profile name and say uh, Josh Josh PhD. No, that's that's pretty silly. I think it's pretty silly to do that. Um, or maybe I don't know. I'll do I'll like. Or maybe I'll even be more pretentious and put it in um, like Greek letters, uh, phi, phi delta. <laughs> oh, that'll be that'll I'll be a real asshole then. Uh. Well, and then you know between you and Johnny, he's going to get his masters, or he will have his yeah. masters in psychology come uh, May. So right. you know between you two, high hammock is getting kind of fucking intelligent. Like, yeah, we're we are. <laughs> me and Brad need to step up our game. I think. <laughs> Because I've only got the two BAs, which I, like, parse into, like, you know, almost a master, but not quite, you know, like. Yeah, but, I I mean, basically it is. It basically is. Well, and and you've also said, too, you know, you, you, between all the writing that you've done on this show, I think you've earned at least, like, a couple of master's degrees, um, (laughs) probably, like, three or four times over. Um, uh, So, so yeah, man. And, And really, at the end of the day, I, it. It, it, it is just that credentialism. It's like, it's just doing a thing and having somebody else verify that you did a thing. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, okay, here's a piece of paper with ink on it that says that 
somebody else who's already done this thing said that I also did this thing versus like the actual like, well, th- but did you do the thing or not? And like having having that that credential. Um, right. But but um, but hey, we're not anti-education here at the Two Wizards podcast. Sometimes you need to go to the Wizards College and have them verify that, uh, yes, I turned Gershon into a mouse. And he's, you know, <laughs> look, this is it. This is my research method. My, my guiding research question was, can I turn Gershon into a mouse? Uh, this is my methodology, drawing upon the work of Barabbas the Bashful. <laughs> And this is how I'm filling a gap in the arcane uh, knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I could still write a write a geology paper if I had to. I bet I could still. I'm sure it's oh, like yeah, having dude. sex with a bicycle. You don't forget how to do it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and you know what else you don't forget how to do uh, coming to it many years later is give an <laughs> intro to the Two Wizards podcast. <laughs> Some would say we still haven't learned. Some would say we still haven't learned. We're still stuck in our revisions. Um, <laughs> gonna have to retake our candidacy exams here. Uh, but welcome, everybody. It's wonderful to have you. My name is Josh, and I am a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am a wizard. And yeah, welcome back, everybody. Well, I guess this won't make sense to you, but Josh, thank you for taking this time out of your busy schedule to not watch the Super Bowl and record this year Two Wizards podcast with me because I know. I know, buddy. You've told me in, in private on yes. it's on feed how much you just love that Taylor Swift, and I appreciate you missing out on her big game day to come be here, being a wizard with me. So thanks, <laughs> right? Buddy. Exactly, exactly. Well, and it is, you know. Um, uh, here's also where I get to say, "Damn it, Mark! Stop reading my script that I haven't shared with you." <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay because right. Because also on top of everything else, uh, on top of all my revisions and writing stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm going to lead this episode. This is an idea I've, I've kind of had in the back of my mind, and I felt that it was perhaps timely and like worthwhile to get into this day particularly. Um, and so we'll get to see, or I guess hear, uh, for you listeners, precisely what that is. But before we do that, we got to do the other thing. Mark, uh, we have, as always this season... Well, or, but no, actually not true. Not always, because you found the um, the... What was it? And I had to look oh, it up. Oh, the pretty big deal. Yeah. Pretty big deal. Or something something big deal. Yeah, big deal brewing. Yeah, so, yeah. Mrs. Wizard and I, on one of our shopping trips, um, granted it was to like a smaller store. It wasn't like one of the big change. I, I did my looking. I couldn't quite find that. But you know what I did find was uh, that old boon companion, PBR, perhaps Blue Ribbon. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. What about you? Right on. Um, well, I felt bad last week because I totally screwed up the PBR trend. But, um, hey, did you know that Alamosa is a high mountain valley with bad supply routes? And um, the Super yeah. Bowl's this weekend, so there's actually no PBR in town, which is kind of weird. Whoa. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, because we were in Salida, and then at, like, 3 o'clock, I was like, oh, shit, I got to get some PBR. I don't have any. Um, I didn't have it. Like, they were out of most of the beer. They were out of most everything. Wow. I just went to Chief because I wasn't trying to, you know, run around. But um, mm-hmm. I did find, I did find out of Eddie Line Brewing, and this is brand new to me because I think it might be a brand new beer to them out of Eddie Line Brewing, their Colorado State of Mind Citra Pale Ale. Oh, okay. I think I've heard of that one. 
I don't think I, I've yeah. had one. I know they have a pale um, ale. I know they've got, like, multiple hop ones, but I've never seen the state of mind. So that's why I think it might, okay. at least it's new to me kind of thing. So Gotcha. Right, 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 right. Well, with that on mind, uh, <laughs> here's, here's, here's on you, buddy. Cheers, good buddy. Oh, I also got to tell you, as you're taking your drink here, fucking Terry's liquor closed down, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about, like, the loss of an institution. That's oh, what lady. I'm saying, man. Like, we were, because, like I said, we're going to Salida this weekend, and as we pass in front of it, like, all the windows are boarded up. They took the sign down. Like, there's still the big, you know, wall painted Terry's liquor, but it's gone, man. Super bummed out. That is. I mean, I I uh, distinctly remember... Um, you know, when I, when my family and I first moved to Alamosa when I was a little kid, um, like I didn't know what, I didn't know what liquor was, but I distinctly remember driving by the, um, yeah, the, the, the Terry's liquor. And then I think like in college I hopped in there like once or twice. Um, but yeah, that's, it is, it's like, as you're like crossing, crossing the, the <laughs> fourth street bridge to go into Alamosa, it's right there. Man, yeah. that stinks. Yeah. Like, literally the first mm. liquor store in town proper, unless you count discount on the outside of the town. We don't, but, you know. Yeah, we, yeah we, that one doesn't count. Doesn't Once count. upon Man. a time, uh, me and a young Jacob Sorling were out derping around, and we rolled in there to try. We were trying to buy pumpkin beer because we had just discovered being 21 meant you could drink legally so you yeah. could get good beer. So we were crazy about pumpkin beer. And instead, we found something like eight cases of Miller Highlight that they had marked down to, like, 350 a case or a six-pack. Oh, oh buddy. And the woman there looked at us and she's like, you can, you know, we're like, how, is there a limit on this? You know, whatever. And the woman goes, tell you what, you give me 20 bucks, you can take the entire step. It, it was so much Miller High Life, Josh. And like to this day, I can't look at it and both get sick to my stomach, but also fondly remember Terry's liquor and the almost expired <laughs> Miller High Life, man. Oh my God. Well, and like, that's the only type of thing that happens at those mom and pop brick and mortar stores. You're not going to go into your, you know, Big fancy chain booze <laughs> liquor stores. Like, no, they're going to be sticklers. But look at that. Ah, oh, man. Okay, well, yeah, then definitely pour one out, take a drink. Yeah. Terry's liquor. Here's to you, Terry's. We here's, will, you will be missed. Here's on to you. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've been in there in about 10 years, but hey, you will still be missed. Yeah, they will They will live on um, in our hearts and our memories. Um, man, yeah. Other times of the hour change. <laughs> God, where am I going to get the nudie calendar for my pickup now? Ah, right? Like, okay, to be fair, I haven't gotten one in years because I haven't found one in years. But listeners, just know that this one liquor store was the only one in town that had topless lady calendars. And they had it in big fake boobs or regular sized human boobs. And you better believe I'd get one each year and put them both on the dashboard of my pick. God, yep. I was a piece of yep. shit in college, Josh. What are we talking about tonight? <laughs> not me and my shittiness. <laughs> well, that was okay. Well, so yeah, not not you and your shittiness, but also maybe a different form of like human shittiness. Uh, but uh, yes, Mark, as you discussed, you know, we, we, we typically record these episodes and we try not to fix things too precisely in time we, we we try to keep it kind of like timeless so that people so that our listeners can come back and enjoy our, our episodes you know not having really needed to understand like oh well this happened on this day and you know but mm-hmm. but we, we also do things like you know cryptid olympics cryptid uh, uh uh elections you know we talk mm-hmm. about stuff like that yeah. um but it is but 
we are going to break that that general trend tonight uh, because, like, because yes, as you mentioned at the start of of uh, this episode, um, today is February eleventh. Mm-hmm. It is as I'm speaking this sentence. Uh, it is seven twenty four p.m. Eastern time, um, and there is a, a hugely popular sporting event going on right now. Uh, millions of people every year uh, they they wait for this day. They wait for this event. They set their clock to it. Um, they plan their whole evening, their whole weekend around it. They go to all the stores in Alamosa and buy up all the booze and uh, tortilla chips and fake nacho cheese uh, to, to prepare for this thing. Uh, yes, of course, Mark, I'm talking about the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> the Puppy Bowl. Mark, what's your experiences with the Puppy Bowl? <laughs> I remember this one year. This is a true story. Um, mm-hmm. I was at this, like, super, super Christian Super Bowl party, right? No one was, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Christians watching football together, and I was invited. Yeah. Um, I was a kid. I was, like, 14, 15, and it was halftime. And we weren't going about to watch the sinful whatever the halftime show was. I don't know. So instead we put on the Puppy Bowl, and literally the first thing they cut to is, uh, uh, is like, a. I want to say it was a golden— No, it, I'm sorry. It was a German Shepherd puppy. Just— humping the fuck out of an American bulldog puppy. Like, literally, they turned to it just then, and this dog is, like, mounted, and he's just, like, doing the... He is, he's in it. And they're all panicking. But a couple of the, the... Whoever's got the remote, just... They are just not Christian enough to think it's kind of funny for a minute and totally, like, forget about God. So they keep watching it, and, like, the mothers are, you know, oh, my God, turn that shit off. But, like... <laughs> Then the announcer gets on there and he goes, oh, that puppy's been given a 10-yard penalty for unpuppy-like conduct. And <laughs> I got to say, man, like, I don't care. It was that. It was then in that moment when all I knew I wanted to do was be an animal sports caster animal so sports. that I might get the, like, right? oh, man. the privilege so to make a line like that <laughs> on what is probably the second most watched thing in the world at this given moment. You know what? Like, or in yeah, America exactly. mm-hmm. at that right, given yeah. moment. Like, it's crazy, mm-hmm. man. It is. Well, and I think some of my, uh, I, I want to say, you know, maybe one year kind of hanging out with uh, various theater people at, at Adams State there. Um, and probably, again, as as often happened, probably was just like hanging out at Matt Adams' place uh, to watch the Super Bowl. And I think I think some of the girls were like, turn it to the Puppy Bowl. And so mm. when it would be during commercials. I mean, I was not in charge of the remote. I was not there. Like you also established, I was not there to watch football. I was there to drink cheap beer and uh, frozen pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I remember like Dee Dee and Amanda. Uh, uh, I love it. You can yeah. you can choose to bleep out both those names or whatever. They're like, put on the puppy ball. And then I think like Ben Butler was just like, oh, God damn it. But then he was starting to like get into it too because it's the puppy ball and the like uh, uh, kitty cat cheerleader halftime show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's also true. So, yes, Mark, uh, going into this, this is, uh, uh, let, let's see here. Where are we? Uh, we are uh, in the midst of Puppy Bowl 20, if you can believe it. Um, wow. It's been, st- it's been going uh, since 2005. Um, and for the first, let me see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. For the first ten Puppy Bowls, uh, there was no winning team. Uh, but you would have your list of uh, most valuable puppy. Uh, okay. <laughs> it would, okay. would take home that drive. Uh, but starting with Puppy Bowl 11, 
that's when we we had the introductions of Team Ruff, R U F F, uh, who would always play against Team Fluff. Uh, <laughs> so far, the series uh, is um, let me see here: one, two, three, four, five. Uh, Team Ruff has five wins, and Team Fluff has one, two, three, four, five. So I, I guess we're tied, or maybe Team Ruff is up one. Okay. Um, okay. So, so it's gonna be it's gonna be very important. Um, uh, so we will just have to wait. You know, we will not be able to uh, uh, experience Puppy Bowl this year. Um, oh no! Wait! Oh no! Okay, that's it. Okay, so uh, apparently Team Ruff, I, I, I can report, Team Ruff has won uh, Puppy Bowl 20 uh, to tie the series at 10 games apiece. Team Fluff was up one. Um, so, and uh, this year's most valuable puppy was Moosh, an Australian shepherd mix. <laughs> oh, no. All right. <laughs> and, oh, man, a high-scoring affair. Um, Team Ruff won 72 to 69. Nice. <laughs> Um, does, but Mark, does it mention the uh, controversial stance by you know the one puppy on Team Ruff who took a shit during the national anthem? <laughs> well, actually, so on so on the um, on the Wikipedia page that I'm just again I'm just I'm just going through this. They talk about just like how much they pee and shit oh, everywhere. God, I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, unique penalties uh, called may also include howling, illegal bathing, uh, napping on the field, premature watering of the lawn, excessive <laughs> fertilization, which is when they pee and poop r- respectively, um, neutral bone infraction. <laughs> um, uh, terrorizing the ref when a puppy acts uh, aggressively towards the officiating crew. Uh, pause interference and mm-hmm. pancaking for when a tired puppy sprawls on the floor instead of playing. <laughs> and oh, she, oh, look at this. Okay. Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, although puppies may urinate or defecate on the field as frequently as once every 20 seconds, oh all, but one, all but one of the incidents is edited out of the show. In 2016, 315 plastic bags were needed to retrieve uh, their droppings, and more than uh, 1,500 absorbent pads were used to clean up uh, their messes. And yeah. here we go. Uh, puppies occasionally gave in sexual activity, but this is edited out of the program. Excuse me, Wikipedia. I think we have a correction to make. <laughs> now, you said the first one was 2005. I, I, I am willing to guarantee that that is when i watched it because like mm. that's what you know that's still when it would be the wild west so we don't know what's coming yeah, for us like nobody imagined pup, unpuppy like conduct yeah they're gonna have a uh humping malfunction <laughs> gonna have to cut that out and then the whole system's gonna have to change just because some puppy had to rip off janet jackson's uh little bralette there <laughs> which is adorable because i see him like jumping up and grabbing like the tassel but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 oh well, no, Mark. Justin Timberpup, what have you done? Oh <laughs> uh, well, okay. So we are only talking about the puppy bowl, but we are talking about sort of what the puppy bowl represents in the most wholesome, or okay, we're in a more wholesome, family-friendly 
perhaps even uh, Christian-approved way, barring that one incident. <laughs> um, but what I did want to talk about today was this uh, long-standing tradition that, again, the Puppy Bowl is like one of the most innocent um, manifestations of this. It's also going to get a lot darker. Uh, but inspired by the Puppy Bowl, also inspired by the Super Bowl, because I know it's not happening this year, but how many teams have animal mascots? And so mm. you say like, oh yeah, it's the Lions versus the Colts, or it's the Broncos versus the Ravens. Um, and that's definitely not happening this year. Uh, but that got this kind of seed planted in my mind, and I, I tied together some other ideas that I've had for an episode. And so Mark, we're going to talk about when animals fight. We're going to talk about animals fighting each other. Oh, all right. Okay, sometimes, I like this. Sometimes under, like, human um, instigation, in which case it gets it gets kind of messed up. Um, other times, it's very cute and innocent, like the puppy bowl. And also getting downright mythological, too. So we're, 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 we're going to talk about some of these here. Uh, and one of these first examples is going to be something that we, that you and I and our good friend Johnny uh, alluded to on our episode on gladiators. Uh, and these were the uh, venatio or the venatio or the mm. venationes of uh, uh, ancient Rome, the, the, the animal fights that would happen um, in, in these amphitheaters, in these arenas, in the Colosseum, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that would not just be human versus animal. Sometimes they would just like put two things uh, there in the amphitheater and would see what happened. <laughs> um, Pliny the Elder talks of the first elements uh, that were seen in Rome uh, who were killed in the Circus Maximus, in that great big racing arena that you were talking uh-huh. about with our with our Nico riots, uh-huh. um, after being made to fight, presumably each other, um, and so this goes um, um, from uh, Pliny the Elder's Natural History uh, eight point six. Elephants were first seen in Italy in uh, two eighty BCE during the war with King Pyrrhus. They were called Lucanian oxen because they were first seen in Lucania. Seven years after this period, they appeared at Rome in a triumph. In the year 202, a great number of them, which had been captured by uh, Metellus in his victory in Sicily over the Carthaginians, were brought to Rome. They were 142 in number, or as some say, 140, because that plus or minus one, that plus or minus two is very Yeah, I'm really going to lose sleep over those two elephants, yeah, like... (laughs) And they were brought to our shores upon rafts, which were constructed on rows of hogshead uh, uh, joined together. Uh, Various informs us that they fought in the circus and that they were killed with javelins for want of some better method of disposing of them as the people neither wanted to keep them nor to give them to the kings. (laughs) That's so horrible. Yeah. Um, Lucius Piso tells us that uh, uh, tells us only that they were brought into the Circus Maximus and to increase the feeling of contempt towards them, they were driven all around the area of that place by workmen who only used spears blunted at the point. The authors who think that they were not killed do not, however, tell us how they were afterwards disposed of. So, again, just like we're bringing in this and truly like majestic, intelligent... Right. Uh, beautiful animal. We're going to bring in 
140 of them, a, a gross of them, a gross of, ele- of elephants. <laughs> um, kind of poke them with sticks, like, hey, do something, fight. <laughs> right. And then when they kind of give up, they're like, no, we're scared. We don't understand what's going on. Then we're just going to kill them with javelins. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe elephants are good eating. I don't know. I, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to spin something terrible to the positive. Yeah. So that so that was certainly part of it. But um, but also right. There were there were times when y- yes, the the actual animals were made to fight each other and and not you know and not just have um yeah not just not just be the the prey of like human hunters that would um uh have to like track him down but apparently that was the first one that was the first one Um, that was the first okay cool so and then that would continue um uh they said like hey you know even though we brought all these things and then we don't really know what to do with them afterwards. Well, no, that didn't stop the Romans. Um, the prosperity and relative peace that the Roman mm-hmm. world enjoy uh, under the uh, Antonine and Severan dynasties. So this is, yeah, like a couple hundred years later now, this is uh, where we're getting into CE territory. Um, so yeah, this is like second century going into third century uh, CE. Allowed the trade in animals for the games to flourish. Animals never before seen in the arena, such as the hyena, Two-horned rhinoceros and zebra were introduced to the Roman public. In addition, emperors began using a a variety of unique and and innovative techniques to, quote-unquote, present the animals. For example, the emperor Commodus... Boo. Boo. All my homies hate Commodus. Yeah, screw that guy. Uh, Commodus, known for his participation in the arena as a gladiator, was also an an amateur venator and devised new methods for killing animals. According to the historian... Herodian, the emperor invented crescent-shaped arrows to decapitate ostriches, thereby, cre- thereby creating the spectacle of the birds running around headless. Okay. Okay, game, recognized game. That's kind of cool, I'm not going to lie. I, that would be kind of cool. Like, it, okay, if nothing else, even if I'm sure that these ostriches are, you know, drugged to all hell, just like anything else that Commodus the Mega Pussy was hunting, but like... Mm. There's some skill required to operate a bow to shoot an arrow with a weird head, so I guess... Yeah, right, yeah. I, I, again, okay. again, like... Silver lining is what I'm here for tonight. <laughs> right, yeah. That is that is going to take a uh, macabre type of skill to shoot an arrow to decapitate an ostrich. Because you and I have seen them at, they're at the um, alligator farm. Uh, mm-hmm. They're enormous. They're giant things. Now, if it was like... Decapitating cassowaries. I don't think you or I would have any qualms about that whatsoever. Be like, right, sign right. me up. Get get me my crescent-shaped arrows. <laughs> Where's the line? Who's first? No one's last. Let's go. Right. 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 Um, likewise, to celebrate the tenth year of his reign, Septimus Severus had a model ship constructed inside the arena, uh, which had been made to look as if it had become shipwrecked, and out of which four hundred animals then emerged. These included lions, leopards, bears, and other wild animals, all of which were then done to death. Right. So, yeah, so uh, Noah's Ark directed by Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Finally, another literary source uh, tells of a lavish two-day festival held in Rome by the Emperor Probus. Uh, This is getting to the end of the 3rd century CE. 
On the first day, the Circus Maximus was planted with trees and bushes made to resemble a forest, into which were released several thousand ostriches, stags, boars, gazelles, ibexes, wild sheep, and other herbivores. After their release, the spectators themselves were admitted to the racetrack and encouraged to hunt the animals. Uh, if true, it must have made for a very bizarre spectacle, especially as they were allowed to take their kills home as food. Uh, on the second day, the festivities moved to the Colosseum, where a further 400 lions and 300 bears were exhibited and killed. All right, I'm sorry. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Okay, I, I mean, don't care. again, I, it's like... It's ancient Roman Pokemon Go. Just enjoy it. It, 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 it pretty much is. Yeah, it, it pretty much is. Um, hey, where are you going? I saw an Ibex over here. Oh, shit, I want an Ibex. Yeah, it'd be... Yeah. And then you get to take you, it home. But see, right there, you get to take it home and eat it. Like, I, I exactly, get it. I, right? Again, 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 you know, grain of salt here. All this is terrible. Animals fighting and all Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're importing them. They're herbivores. You know, they're, they don't take a lot to make a new one. It takes about, what, 18 months to get a new one. So it's not like you're doing anything to it. Like, and then you get to eat the thing. And then, like, you, um, I don't know what your Roman name is, Joshicles. Which yeah. is terrible. But you bring home the Ibex you shot at the Circus Maximus that day, and your wife is all stoked on your ass, and your kids think it's super cool. And you're like, yeah, today was a really cool day. Yeah. Today's a good day. Yeah. I won't. You guys want to go watch him kill lions and bears riot. tomorrow? Fuck yeah, yeah, Dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. I yeah, hate I mean, lions. If, if, my, well, and my question is, why do we call it bread and circuses as opposed to gazelles and circuses or ibexes and circuses? And then I Commodus mean, rode way... out in his little chariot and threw loaves of ibex into the crowd. Yeah, it works. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, haunches of, haunches of gazelle. Whole ibexes. He, he, when he wore the like, cloak of Heracles, it was actually Heracles' cloak. It gave him the power, plus two to strength. So he was just whipping deer into the arena. That's how we could operate the bow with the dumb arrows. Too. Okay, Josh, it's all coming together here. We got See? this. See, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. So it, again, it's it's um, it, it's it's for us looking at it now. It's it's horrible. It's terrible. We should never do it again. Yeah. But there's also like kind of undeniably too. Well, okay. That. It, but it's also kind of getting upon a lot of those like kind of schoolyard argument fights or like lunchroom fights like who would win a lion or a tiger it's like well it, uh, the tiger's the most powerful thing it can jump and it's like well the lion's the king of the forest king of the jungle uh and the romans said like well boys let's uh let's uh get empirical about this <laughs> <laughs> open up a window it's about to get empirical in this bitch <laughs> yep yeah so it 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 just again Horrible, horrible, horrible. But then at the same time, it's like, yeah. It's, and that's the it, point. And that's the point we got to make here is I am just suspending all modern human sensibilities because which we have to. Yeah. Oh, Josh, it's so terrible. They killed the tigers. Who cares? I'm so, okay. I get it. Like, whatever. This is three thousand years ago. Nobody remembers. It's all right. Like, right. two thousand years. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Also, but, I'm just going to break in here really quick just to let you and the listeners know, Josh. Um, mm -hmm. We are seven minutes, 44 seconds into the second. Uh, 49ers up, are up three to zero against the Kansas City Chief. So there we are. Oh, man. It's a it's a real barn burner for, for sure. Man, I don't know what could possibly more exciting than a three nothing. <laughs> 
I Super Bowl just game. wonder how many times we have cut to Taylor Swift in this three to nothing game. <laughs> and I don't right. care. I got no hatred for her. I don't like her myself, but I ain't trying to hate lest she write a mean song about me. But Josh, I just don't care. What I do care about yeah. is animal fighting. Let's go, buddy. Yeah, so so yeah, so there there was again from a very from a very, very early time in our collective human history, um, when we see one interesting looking animal and another interesting looking animal, we say who would win? Yes. This was right. right. This was, this was, and, and you even call it too. It, it was the um, proto Pokemon that, um, uh, the, the, yeah. The, and, and, and I think even, um, actually, I think there's like a fan mod. Uh, I don't know if you need a, an actual Pokemon game or if you can just download it, but there's one that's like set in kind of ancient Rome. Um, it's like a fan made Pokemon game. Um, oh, okay. The only perhaps wrinkle for some people uh, is the guy who made it is, uh, I believe he's from Spain, so it's all in Spanish. But hey, oh, you don't need okay. to. But you don't, you know, you don't need to understand the language. You can figure out like, ah, uh, Agua defeats Fuego, <laughs> <laughs> and so so yeah, that that's a whole yeah, but that, that's a whole other thing. Well, okay, so yes, that was the Romans, and uh, yes, would would set up all sorts of animals fighting each other and then would also hop in um, themselves. Uh, we're going to jump ahead a few centuries. Um, uh, we're getting, yeah, more into like the medieval period. Uh, and we're going to talk about this thing called bear baiting. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> that'll I'm chestnut. sure you... So, so you you know what this is, Mark. I think you also have a special affinity for this, uh, not because you participated in it, uh, but you but were because cast... you could see me participating in it and doing well at it. Yeah, I got you. I guess, well, yeah. well, well, and because uh, in in one of your uh, 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 performances there on the Adam State Theater stage, you were a bear. You were like a circus. Oh bear. yeah, I was. A, like... I would. That's right. I was a barren little match girl because I learned Russian and they said it in Denmark. So Doc said, "Here, you're physical. Take a hit bump." Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Right. So, Mark, you can also probably um, uh, speak a, a little bit about this too. What what is this thing called bear baiting? What what is that? Um. So it's broad, but I think because I know that it changes a lot given like the who's doing it, when they're doing it, where they're doing it. Yeah. But true. by and large, a bear is found and captured and taken alive into a small enclosed area, and then usually chained down. Right there, yeah. They chain them down, and then they usually just like release dogs designed to hunt bears to pester the bear, while you, the big man, go and. Because I know people used to also wrestle them, like to show how manly they were, but then it just straight up turned into nah. The dogs are gonna tire it out. It's like bullfight. It's a lot like bullfighting, where you get right. something to tire out the thing, and then the big, the biggest swinging dick goes in and like you know delivers that coup de gras and kills it. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I have and then that. Brienne of Tarth fights it in a pit. And everyone gets real mad, but you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it is. It is that I, I've also heard some accounts where, yeah, it's it's uh, chained up bear versus two dogs, and I've heard that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then you and then bets would be taken about who would who would. Win. Oh yeah, I, you're right. I'm sorry. We, Josh, actually we screwed this up. We should have started this with. Did you know that people like to exchange money to watch things kill each other? <laughs> Right, yeah, other other uh, sentient and maybe even in some cases sapient creatures. Um, 
Yeah, cut loose. So, so yes, this was a, a hugely popular, um, again, during the medieval, getting into like the early modern or even modern periods. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're looking at anywhere from like the 12th uh, up, until, up, up, up into the uh, 19th century. So the 1100s to the 1800s. Um, and particularly in England, uh, those Brits just loved bear baiting. Yep. Um, Henry VIII, King Henry VIII was a fan and had a bear pit constructed at his palace of Whitehall. <laughs> wow. Um, Elizabeth I, also fond of bear baiting. Uh, and so when she would go on her, you know, like tours of the country, would make a stop um, and uh, just rustle up a quick bear baiting match. <laughs> gross yeah um i I think that's my point is or i think that's the problem josh is that you and i will never be so wealthy that we can devote the construction of a bear murder pit in our backyard right and you know it looked really really nice because it's like the goddamn king of england so yeah it's nice yeah it's for um the sovereign of course it's gonna be amazing Uh, there was an attempt uh, by Parliament to ban bear baiting only on Sundays, any other day of the week. Have at it. Okay. But, you know, hey, let's try and keep this over. Um, Elizabeth I overruled them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we got to I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again, I'm just going to tag in here. We are yeah. making... Parliament is stepping in to go, all right, we need to not do this one day... That's one how much day there was, is they had, they said, we need to not do this. And Elizabeth went divine, right? Go burr. Oh my God, Josh. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I promise I'll quit cutting you off. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah. She just like kind of rolled in and said, um, is it you who have the orb and scepter or me? Oh, it's me. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's it. <laughs> heavy, heavy lies this crown and this crown wants bear baiting seven days a week. <laughs> Ain't got nothing but dead bears. Eight <laughs> days a week. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, Robert Dudley, Earl of Leicester at Kinnell Castle, uh, wrote about this event um, in a letter dated 1575. Uh, and so I'll give my best crappy British <laughs> accent here. Thursday, the 14th of July, and the sixth day of Her Majesty are coming... A great sort of band dogs, which are mastiffs, I guess, was then tied in the outer court and 13 bears in the inner. Well, the bears were brought forth into the court and the dogs set to them to argue the points even face to face. <laughs> so they started off. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they started off uh, wow. arguing the points face to face. This is so, again... <laughs> It's so amazing, but so messed up. So very British. <laughs> they had learned counsel also on both parts. What may they be counted partial that are retained but to one side? I know not. Very fierce, both one and the other, and eager in an argument. <laughs> oh if my the, God, okay. <laughs> if the dog in pleading would pluck the bear by the throat, the bear with traverse would claw him again by the scalp. Confess, and a list... But avoid it could not be, wait, goddamn Brits. But avoid it could not that was bound to the bar. After And his counsel told him that it could be to him no policy in pleading. So, like, 
they're describing this whole thing as if it's like a gentleman's duel and it's a yeah, like dog a and bears. Debate. Yeah, like savaging each other. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Therefore, with fending and proving, with plucking and tugging, scratching and biting, by plain tooth and nail on one side and the other, such expense of blood and leather, skin, was there between <laughs> them as a month licking will not uh, recover and yet remain as far oh, out as they were. So they're just... Uh, yeah. It's horrible. It's all over. And then Robert Dudley continues, very next sentence. It was a very pleasant sport of the beasts to see the bear with his pink eyes leering after his enemy's approach, the nimblest and weight of the dog to take his advantage, and the force and experience of the bear again to avoid the assaults. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of, like, okay, sure, yeah. I, of, yeah. If he were I get bitten it in, in its own terrible way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If he were bitten in one place, how he would pinch in another to get free. And that if he were taken once, then what shift with biting, with clawing, with roaring, tossing and tumbling, he would work to wind himself free from them. And when he was loose to shake his ear twice or thrice with the blood and the slather about his physiognomy, was a matter of goodly relief. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, again, not to like make, not to get too fine right. of, of, of a point on it. This is horrible. This is terrible. And now we just outsource our, yeah, bloodthirst um, to uh, young men. <laughs> and uh, traumatic brain injury be damned. Uh, TBI Todd Dana also cutting in here uh, San Francisco 10 Kansas City 0 3 minutes oh, in the man. second oh boy here we go here we go <laughs> god I hope they lose so bad I don't care I don't care I don't care but I hope they lose also I'm amazed that Taylor Swift didn't fucking break up with his ass like last night I that was my dream was that she was gonna drop his her new fucking boyfriend diss track that would have been night hilarious or like I, that would i would have switched teams i would have become a swifty man i tell you what but <laughs> or like during during the halftime show uh, so like like she oh just, you just like see her making out with jason ever, kelsey yeah yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> who i learned was a different person today oh okay all right um i don't, I, I don't know i'm so bad with current events josh anyway 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 sorry. anyway um so yes so uh, uh and, and like like you're saying mark there are variations of this uh one variation uh or i guess one one type of variation um in uh was was the baiting of other animals it was always dogs who would go after him but it was other animals um bull baiting where you'd mm -hmm. tie up a bull um also on, this is so hilarious. Uh, again, hilarious, but also horrible. Um, according to uh, Hugh Chisholm, on one curious occasion, a pony with an ape tied to its back was, was baited. <laughs> so it's a pack of dogs fighting a pony that has an ape tied to its back. What the fuck? One spectator. Do, do, oh, do no, they specify the ape? Do, do we know what kind? Is it? Ah, uh, I could. Does it, I guess it. You know, it really doesn't matter. It, I'm sorry, that was a yeah. Dumb question. No, it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't matter. They tied a. Okay, <laughs> they tied an ape to a horse. Yeah, and to then a said, pole. 
Yeah, to a pole. And then said, all right, puppy bowl, go. Sit. Yeah, puppy bowl. <laughs> Um, one spectator of this particular event described that, quote, with the screaming of the ape, beholding the curs hanging from the ears and neck of the pony is very laughable. Oh, God. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Ha ha ha, fuck that pony. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I just... Okay, I, again, modern day sensibilities that even I can't seem to suspend. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, again, you know, this is going on. This is, this is horrible. And uh, who enters the scene uh, during this time, during this early modern period in England? Well, Mark, who else? The Puritans. Yay! The Puritans showed up. Uh, they said this has to stop immediately. Um, on on uh, one occasion, uh, January 12th, 1583, going back to the Nika riots... Um, a stand collapsed at the Paris Gardens, leading to the death of several spectators uh, during oh, a bear baiting event. Uh, and this, the Puritans said, God's mad about this. He, the, this is a sign of his anger. Not because of the animal cruelty, but because this was on a Sunday. <laughs> he couldn't oh. keep the Sabbath holy, so God's angry. Oh. And that's what it was. That's, that's, the, that's our inciting incident is... Sky Daddy's yeah. mad at you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and well, but so, wasn't that? Mm-hmm. Never mind. I, no, I, I guarantee I will step on your toes. Never mind. Never mind. Oh well, well, well and it's okay if you do because because this is also yeah, this is what we do. Um, and who knows? Maybe I even might anticipate where you're gonna go with this comment. Well, no, I was gonna say, wasn't that like why shit like the um like children's orphanage funds started up because like. People were so terrible to animals in England that they started the ASPCA first, and then they started the Children's Fund Ooh. because they're still like, oh fuck, all these little kids. That's but, a good. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know which of those was. Um, but uh, well, well, no, no, no. But that's like why. No, no, I do. That's my point. Is like that's why it started because somebody in England was like, we should care about these animals, and somebody detracting from that point said, fuck that, we got to care about these orphans. So instead, they like. Started okay. like all these like you know welfare's for like orphans and children and well, shit. It's so it's amazing. So, yeah. So yeah, that happened. Uh, what would this be about two hundred fifty years later? Um, yeah, I think like eighteen something because it was yeah, also yeah, it was alongside 18... all the horrors of the factories and shit like that and the industrial revolution and taking all our kids' fingers and yeah. Uh, yes, the Cruelty to Animals Act of eighteen thirty five. There um, you go. Yeah, uh, banned banned. The practice of bear baiting. It was also trying to uh, ban uh, dog fighting and cock fighting. Other two forms of like, again, set these animals to fight each other. We're going to bet on them. Um, 1835, Josh. That is 30 years out of the Civil War. Like, in America. Yeah. I'm sorry. I The timing Only, is amazing to me. Like, yeah, not not quite 200 years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, not, not quite 200 years ago. Um, uh, so, so, so yes, so, so the Puritans, they were again, like just shaking their grim heads. Um, Solomon Cain was, <laughs> <his entered. laughs> was very, very upset that this was happening on a Sunday. Um, so yeah, but, Solomon Cain was into bear baiting, but he was pissed off it happened on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. No, no, no. Yeah. He, he was going to hop down in there and do it himself. Um, but, uh, <laughs> hop down there. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, so, so, so yes. Yeah, so then, when the Puritans did 
um, um, uh, take over, um, and they they had the reformations. They 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 were able to ban bear baiting and and theater and all these other things. Um, but then with the restoration um, in the 1660s, well, hey, guess what? More bear baiting. So yeah, it it, it stopped for like you know maybe 40 years uh, and then just just picked right back up. Um, one of the one of the most <laughs> fucking famous... reboots, Josh. Fucking reboots. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, you might call him, and again, uh, I understand how horrible this is, but I'm going to say it. The <laughs> The Tom Brady of British bear baiting uh, was a famous brown bear known as Sackerson. Oh, no. Sackerson. Did he deflate the dogs? He he just went loose. He's uh, going like that. Um, uh, uh, and he was so famous that he actually gets a, a shout out in Shakespeare's The Merry Wives of Windsor. <laughs> What the fuck? Okay. Uh, the the <laughs> character Slender boasts to Anne Page that that's meat and drink to me now. I have seen Sackerson loose 20 times and have taken him by the chain. But I warrant you the women have so cho- have so cried and shrieked at it that it passed. So the, yeah, wow. the 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 Tom Brady, the the Wayne Gretzky, uh the the goat of bear baiting is Sackerson. <laughs> And 20 so, times, like, yeah, well, okay, but so then if we're also, you know, we need a date, we need to say stop doing it on Sundays, what is that? He's only seen him like twice in a week, yeah, right, right, yeah, um, something like that, or, or again, maybe parties, tours, or something like that, but um, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it, it, it was so, so, so the I'm not even going to call it a sport, the the practice of bear baiting, uh, was yeah, very, very popular, uh, in, in England, but that's not the only part of the world. Uh, Sweden, King Frederick I of Sweden, uh, was gifted a very large lion from the Barbary people, uh, and that lion killed a bear after the king pitted them against each other in a fight. <laughs> All right, go lion. All right. <laughs> oh, hey, thank you, good people of Barbary, for this for this lion. Quick, let's put him up against a bear. <laughs> yeah. Well, but okay, I, damn it, Josh. It's also literally we have historical precedent who would win in a fight, a lion or a bear. Well, this one time. Yeah. It's it's it was a, thing. a lion. Yeah. It, it, it is a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um it's so it's so right. There's again, I mentioned um right, the 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 bull, the pony with an ape tied to it. There was badger baiting where you would <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Seems get cruel. A, All right. Yeah. Get a, get a badger. Um, uh, lion baiting, of course. Just uh, right. uh, donkey baiting, duck baiting, hog baiting, uh, hyena, monkey, rat, and wolf baiting. Um, which is also just your typical um, folder uh, breakdown on anyone's hard drive. <laughs> When they're when they're when they're downloading naughty pics, um. <laughs> we want to say hello to our furry audience. Yes, lots here, guys. Lots and lots of baiting going also, on. Also, 
Also, it's uh, it's uh, Monday night here because you're still a good Puritan boy, Josh, so you're not going yeah, to no yeah, baitings on a Sunday. Yeah. Which one are you going to go to? Because I'm going to go see that fucking hyena baiting. Their jaws can crush steel. I want to see that shit. I'm in. Let's do this. I mean, almost... Well, I, I say this almost as a joke, but who knows? Maybe I could also see this being one of the most vicious ones. Uh, duck baiting. It could... I don't know, man. It could be pretty bad. <laughs> I just like well, I would it, watch like swan mm-hmm. baiting, like tie up a swan to three yeah. geese and see what happens. I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, like ge- yeah, geese are horrible. Geese are horrible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ducks like... are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Goose and goat simulator. Just throw them together in a pen and see which one kills what. All right. right, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, apparently the place to find all of these and more the the capital of uh, bear baiting uh, is Congleton. Uh, which is Blundleton. apparently okay. in uh, Cheshire, England. C O N G L E T O N. Yes, notable, famous, or infamous for its bear baiting. You wanted to go see some dog on bear action. You you went to Congleton. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. What's it What's it called? Congleton. C O N. I thought you I thought oh, yeah. you said Fondleton, and I'm like, oh. what a weird. <laughs> Name. What a weird, yeah, what a weird name. That's <laughs> fucking so strange. British people, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, yes, that is, and again, I'm not I'm not endorsing this. I'm not trying to glamorize it. I'm just trying to say, like, right, this, right, is, right. this is where we are. Uh, this is where we have been. And, yes, there, sadly, there still are uh, there, uh, uh, horrible dogfight going on, cockfighting, all that. It's it's bad. I don't endorse it. Just do the puppy bowl. Watch the puppy bowl instead. But that is, right, sort of a brief historical run-through of um, animal fights. God damn, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty... Again, you know, not to like... Not to like rain on this on this puppy bowl parade. But, um, but they, yeah, that's where we are. Uh, I've also well, only been thinking about puppy bull Nika riots. I'm not going to lie. Since we started this, I just imagined the Nika riots, but 30,000 puppies are killed. <laughs> and you know the Belisario, or Belisario, uh, Belisario is a cat. He just is. Yeah. Of course he's a cat. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, mm, and he like has the weird polydactyl cat paw with the head, gives him the thumb, <laughs> so he points thumbs down, and they just massacre these puppies in the <laughs> hippodrome. Team Ruff, what is your profession? Ow! 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 <laughs> For tonight, we died in hell! Row. <laughs> well, Josh, oh. I wouldn't be your co wizard in this endeavor if you hadn't mm-hmm. lost a thing and your faithful Samwise the Mark went back and found it. I was because like before we hit the record button, the the record button, I was like, oh, I had this one website, I had it pulled up, I can't find it. We, you know, we're delayed another ten minutes because I couldn't find the stupid thing, and lo and behold, apparently you you have. <laughs> yeah, um, from uh, historybanter.com out of a guy named Brad Folsom. Wow, November seventh, two thousand thirteen. Yep. Uh, these are the top ten worst fights in ancient Rome. Yeah, this is, this is animal coolest. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, animal on animal combat. So yeah, the 
10 best, weirdest, strangest, bloody, I don't know, whatever it is. So yes, Mark, this is the thing I was kind of hoping for. But since you found it, since <laughs> since you are my guest and I am your host, um, why don't you just, I, again, you don't have to read all 10. You don't have to do yeah. anything like that. But like what, what sort of things, uh, what is your pleasure? Where would you like to begin? <laughs> well, I don't want to play chess because that's no fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of cursor cursorarying. I don't know. I'm crash coursing sure. these really, really quick as we do this. Um, let's see here. Bull versus elephant. The tightest games featured a fight between an African elephant and a bull. At 10,000 pounds, elephants are the world's largest animals. Durr. Okay, we talked about this. <laughs> um, this was used as a propaganda piece. The bull represented Rome. The elephant represented Carthage. And the idea was that the bull was going to win. Okay. All right. Unfortunately, uh, the elephant won. <laughs> <laughs> Who could have seen that one coming? I, I was also just going to say, like, and that is when this um, ancient rule about show business was established. No animal acts. <laughs> Never work with children and animals because you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> okay, Josh, what would you rather watch? Um, 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 the... The toddler bull, where toddlers are just strapped to the gills with swords and fed a bunch of wine and get drunk and kill each other. Or, 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 the bunny bull, in which we do the same thing but to baby bunnies. This is Rome. Remember, we're going to be terrible shit. I want to watch fucking baby bunnies massacre each other, but... <clears throat> um, rhinoceros versus bear. Jesus Christ. I just want to watch oh, this. I don't care. Right? <laughs> Um, when the bear was led into the arena, the rhino refused to fight and continued to sleep on the arena floor. The animal's ap apathy angered the crowd. They grew restless, booed, and complained about the rhinos in action until officials dispatched arena attendants to rouse the slumbering beast. Trembling, these men crept into the arena and began poking the rhino with long metal poles until the beast awoke and it was angry. Um, so the rhino charged the bear and got it in the tum-tum. And killed it. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. But the bear died. But the crowd was into it. Um, there's a rhino versus a buffalo, a rhino versus a panther. Uh, rhino versus pretty much every other animal the Romans had lying around. <laughs> Which is also deeply ironic because all the way back in our unicorns episode and how rhinoceroses were kind of mistaken for like they're they're generally speaking pretty docile you know like yeah they had to poke it with a stick yeah. uh, to to get to like rile it up uh, enough to actually fight fight this uh bear so yeah. man um there was one with a lion or sorry a bull versus a lion i'd watch that i like watch i also like i'm a big fan of um um our nature or, sorry our nature is metal and it's just oh, you yeah. know it's basically yeah. this it's animal fights but like i just watched one where a lion was trying to kill a cape buffalo and it's cape buffalo buddy ran up and just devastated the lion so it's kind of <laughs> i'm into it yeah yeah a lot of these are just rhinos versus everything man jesus christ yeah. Yeah. Poor rhinos, dude. Like, and you know, too, like, they're just so blind. Like, I feel so genuinely yeah, bad mm -hmm. for rhinos, man. Like, they ain't hurting nothing. They're just big, and they, they've they evolved to the point where they're covered in, like, natural armor, so they don't care, and they're just like, come on, man, I'm cool. I ain't hurting nothing. It's, oh, God, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, top ten well, fights. I hate them all. 
Yeah. Well, and, and then also, I, I mean, again, not glamorizing or glorifying this, but I think at least according to Brad Folsom, the number one, uh, carrying on that same thing, rhino versus elephant. The yeah. ultimate in interspecies combat, a fight between the two largest land animals, happened at least two times and possibly more in the Roman Colosseum. The first of these battles took place at uh, Emperor Augustus's gladiatorial games in 8 AD. Um, unfortunately, the only person who wrote about the fight noted merely that, quote, an elephant overcame a rhinoceros. <laughs> right. That's, right. <laughs> that's like the one, right, to like go to a sporting event to, with a person who doesn't really understand what's going on. And then, like, you ask them for it. I was like, yeah, you know, they they, they did a home run. <laughs> <laughs> Although this version of the fight is lacking in detail, a possibly apocryphal telling of the bout has the elephant picking up a spear used in an earlier event and chucking it through the rhinoceros's eye. <laughs> They're smart, man. You know, they... And then you ask an eight-year-old kid what happened. You're like, and then he got a javelin and threw it with his trunk that's like the like little kid pokedex entries where they're just like <laughs> ridiculous tentacruel has 10,000 arms yeah <laughs> yeah sure sure, sure buddy charizard's um, breath can melt diamonds or no can melt boulders yeah yeah also 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 mm -hmm. um we keep seeing rhino versus everything right so i am willing mm -hmm. to believe that like rhinos are the rocky of this universe oh, right go mm -hmm. right 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 so 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 like in rhino rocky number one he fights an elephant right then he fights you know tiger clubber laying but then you know who shows up in fucking rhino rocky number three the elephant missing an eye because an elephant never forgets that's true yeah there we go yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm tickling myself with my own dumb bullshit josh let's talk about hey how's your pbr because my oh yeah third mm -hmm. colorado state of mind is just going down so smoothly it is it is uh yeah it's it's treat me well um we'll, we'll just end off here so 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 far it's elephant one rhinoceros zero but apparently a second bout evened uh the the, the score in 55 AD at Pompey's Games, uh, Pliny the Elder, again, noted cryptically that a single-horned rhino had been trained in Rome to fight matches with an elephant. So this guy, th this is the Rocky. It's, it's like going through the training process. Um, uh, Pliny stated that the rhino filed his horn against stones in preparation for battle. And once uh, fighting began, the animal would uh, aim principally at the belly, which he knew to be the tenderest part. So maybe he's also had experience fighting other elephants. I don't know. Maybe. I also maybe. think that's a good rule of thumb. What's soft? The underbelly. Yeah, always, always good, always good there. So and then yeah, apparently, um, yeah, and, and so yeah, uh, apparently this one won. Uh, and then uh, Brad Folsom uh, notes in his conclusion: other forms of interspecies combat took place in Roman arenas, but we know even less about them than the fights uh, detailed above. A painting shows an ostrich taking on a lion. I think it's the other way around. I think it's just a lion eating an ostrich. Um, they got they got them legs. They can kick. That, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. A gemstone Tear a man apart, yeah. Yeah. A gemstone depicts a lion dispatching a crocodile, and a written account implies that a hippopotamus fought a crocodile. 
So just again, that. it was just based, right. It's just but you know well, what too? I've also mm-hmm. seen that like that's a fucking video right. on YouTube about like that one yeah. crocodile that like swims into the wrong mud hole and is just assaulted and eaten by hippos. Like, yeah, yeah dude, mm-hmm. it's these are Skyrim I mean, is ass. You picked a bad time to get lost, friend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so right again, like uh, we're the same. These, God, Josh, we're just things, the same. Oh my God. <laughs> we we kind of are, and I can I can almost understand the argument that perhaps an ancient Roman would give. Like, look, this stuff is happening in the wild anyway. You know, this happens at any watering hole, any day of the week. Right. And so, yeah, we just... all know the natural predator or the natural <laughs> inbound hate between bears and elephants. Yeah, right. exactly. talk about day one of bear school is your enemy is the elephant. Know him. Yeah, kill him. <laughs> Right, 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 right. So, so yeah. Again, there's there's all sorts of. Yeah. Well, no, I've given enough like caveats and like doing all that. So, so Mark, okay. No, so we're good. Ca- no, no, no. You know what? At this point, we are by the wizard standard. We are three beers into our four yeah. beer number. We are allowed to now just take off our kid gloves, so to speak, and start mm-hmm. punching rhinos in the face. And what better way to to use that than to get? So yes, we've we've gotten uh, contemporary with the puppy bowl. We've gotten historical with uh, the uh, Roman animal fights and bear baiting. And Mark, let's get mythological. Let's get you might even say epic here. We're going to return to something um, that I I think I may have indirectly brought this up during our Trojan War three part. Uh, uh, episode series and then you were like Josh we need to come back and talk about this because this is amazing this is the first time I've I've heard of this we got to have an episode of it and so Mark you may not have known it but that that's happening right now Uh we're going to talk about an epic poem that records uh, another series of animal fights the Batrico Mio Machia aka the battle of the frogs and mice (laughs) <laughs> let's go let's go so this, already i'm in let's go we mm, mm, okay yeah so and i perhaps should have warned you before time we may be doing some 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 reading here of this epic because for for being an epic it's really not that long um but i think it'll be a nice like second half to this episode um so when this piece of writing appeared into the world um, everyone said like, "Oh, this must be Homer. It's got it's got to be Homer, because <laughs> he wrote the Iliad and the Odyssey. Here's right. another epic. Boom, Homer. Uh, but we really don't know who wrote it. Uh, oh, maybe, okay. okay. Maybe it's a guy named uh, P. Grays of Halicarnassus. Maybe it's uh, Lucian, the guy who did the true story. Oh, um, yeah, callback." get call back um we we just don't know but it was around during plutarch so it, it's at least as old as plutarch um in the yeah like like turn of turn of the century like getting into the first century ad so it's super old we don't know who wrote it um and it's written in the same meter and style of the iliad and, and the odyssey that dactylic hexameter that i got way too horned up for when we were talking about it um and I have found a pretty good English translation 
Um, that's also public domain, so we don't need to like, I don't get anybody's permission. Um, but this is the battle it of frogs and so mice. It's often in the past, Josh. Well, <laughs> listen, I would hate for like it to be the first time that like, the like, oh, we, 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 I mean, we, we actually get amazing, deemed. Yeah. yeah. That this thing actually <laughs> travels wide enough that somebody says, Hey, wait a second. Uh, but anyway, so this is a translation by Hugh G. Evelyn White, uh, all the way back from uh, 1914, The Battle of Frogs and Mice. And uh, yeah, Mark, just kind of as we do with all of our other readings, if we want to like take a couple of um, uh, stanza, whatever you want to do. Um, yeah. I, I went through and tried to clean up some of the language because, again, this is, you know, 100 plus years ago. Some of it sounds a little old timey, but it's also just just pretty sweet. Um, okay. So, okay. W- would you like to start us off? Would you like me to start us off? What What would you like to think? Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, what? Actually, I'll, I'll take it. Away. I'll take it away. What's up? Go ahead. Well, and this is another good one too, because uh, very soon we are going to be introduced to the two principal characters, uh, the the Mouse King and the Frog King. Do you have a preference of voicing one or the other? I would prefer to be the Frog, but. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Perfect. All right. Then, 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 yes. You should. You should start. Start us off. Then. Call me Kirae Hime. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Here I begin, and the first I pray the choir of the muses to come down from Helicon into my heart to aid the lay which I have newly written in the tablets upon my knee. Fain would I sound in all men's ears that awful strife, that clamorous deed of war, and tell how the mice proved their valor on the frogs, and revealed the exploits of the giants, those battle-born men, as the tale that was told among mortals thus did begin the war. One day a thirsty mouse who had escaped the ferret, dangerous foe, or a dangerous foe, set his soft muzzle to the lake's brink and reveled in the sweet water. There a loud-voiced pond-lurker spied him, and uttered such words as these, Stranger, who are you? Whence come to you to this shore, and who is it that begat you? Tell me this truly, and let me not find you lying. For if I find you be worthy to be my friend, I will take you to my house, and give you many noble gifts as men give their guests. I am the King Puffjaw. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Fucking A, I'm in. (laughs) I am the King Puffjaw, and I am honored in all the pond, being ruler of the frogs continually. The father that brought me up was a mudman who mat who sorry, was a mudman who mated with a water lady on the banks banks of the Eridanus. I see indeed that you are well looking and stouter than the ordinary, an unsceptered king and a warrior in fight, but come, make haste and tell me of your descent. So you can see, right? You know, we, right. we did we did that like following the, the pattern. Um, I am I am King Puffjaw. Uh, my father was Mudman. My mother was Water Lady. Um, except King Puffjaw makes a big no no here. He does not follow Zania because what you do right. is before you just demand, "Hey, who are you? Who's your father? Where are you from? Who is your father, and what does he do?" Um, you have to feed your guest, you know, right? like right. here's a mouse come to your like river side. You have to feed him first 
after you've finished eating, then you can, you know, make introductions and do all that too. So strike one against King Puffjaw. Okay. Uh, anyway, back back to the epic. Then Crumb Snatcher answered him and said, Why do you ask my race, which is well known amongst all, both men and gods and the birds of heaven? Crumb Snatcher I am called, and I am the son of Bread Nibbler. He was my stout-hearted <laughs> father. And my mother was Kern Licker, the daughter of Ham Nahr the king. She bare me in the mouse hole and nourished me with food, figs, and nuts, and dainties of all kinds. But how are you to make me your friend, who am altogether different in nature? For you get your living in the water, but I am used to eat, uh, to eat such food as men have. I have never missed the thrice-kneaded loaf in its neat round basket, or the thin-wrapped cake full of sesame and cheese, or the slice of ham, or liver vested in white fat, or cheese just curdled from sweet milk, or delicious honey cake which even the blessed gods long for or any of those cates which cooks make for the feasts of mortal men, larding their pots and pans with spices of all kinds. In battle I have never flinched from the cruelest onset, uh, but plunged straight into the fray and fought among the foremost. I fear not man, though he has a big body, but run along his bed and bite the tip of his toe and nibble at his heel. <laughs> and the man feels no hurt, and his sweet sleep is not broken by my biting." But there are two things I fear above all else the whole world over, the hawk and the ferret. For these bring great grief on me, and the piteous trap wherein is treacherous death. Most of all I fear the ferret of the keener sort, which follows you still, even when you dive down your hole. Um, I, I gnaw no radishes or cabbages and pumpkins, nor feed on green leeks and parsley, for those are foods for you who live in the lake. That is really interesting. Sorry to totally break kayfabe here. No, but yeah, like, yeah, totally. The the water creatures need to eat cabbage, and I'm just right. reminded of when we we're talking about you know the boys ate the cabbage on the boat and farted up a windstorm to get home. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, and that's a big thing too. He's and maybe it's a good thing that uh, King Puffjaw didn't feed him because the mouse is like, I don't eat this radishes right, and stuff right, right. No, oh I, yeah okay yeah good point yeah i don't need the, okay 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 which is also bad zania because you you accept what you're offered and so even if he did give him like uh some like wild onions like you're supposed to eat that and say thank you can i have some more yeah. so so yeah they're both it, it's not just the frog king the mouse king is also kind of kind of being an ass mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but the narrative continues yeah 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 then puff jaw answered him with a smile Stranger, you boast too much of belly matters. Also, wouldn't be a two wizards if we didn't just somehow shoehorn food in here. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we too have many marvels to be seen both in the lake and on the shore. For the sons of Kronos have given us frogs the power to lead a double life. Oh, that's cool. Dwelling at will in two separate elements. And so we both leap on land and plunge beneath the water. If you would learn of all these things, tis easy done. Just mount upon my back and hold me tight, lest you be lost. And so you shall come rejoicing to my house. And so he and his offered back and the mouse mounted at once, putting his paws upon the other's sleek neck and vaulting nimbly. Now at first, while he still saw the land nearby, he was pleased and was delighted with Puffjaw's swimming. 
But when dark waves began to wash over him, he wept loudly and blamed his unlucky change and blamed his unlucky change of mind. He tore his fur and tucked his paws against his belly, while within his heart he quaked by reason of the strangeness, and he longed to get to land. Groaning terribly through the stress of chilling fear, he put out his tail upon the water and worked it steering like an oar and prayed to heaven that he might get to land. This is also so goddamn adorable. Right? But when the dark waves washed over him, he cried aloud and said, Not in such why... Er, yeah, yeah, again, that's one I missed. Not in such ways did the bull bear on his back the beloved load when he brought Europa across the sea to Crete, as this frog carries me over the water to his house, raising his yellow back in the pale water. Then suddenly, and here we go, man. You know, we go. It, it, it already kind of got off to a rocky start. And dang it. Then suddenly a water snake appeared, a horrid sight for both alike, and held his neck upright above the water. And when he saw it, Puffjaw dived at once, and never thought how helpless a friend he would leave perishing. But down to the bottom of the lake he went and escaped black death. But the mouse, so deserted, at once fell on his back in the water. He wrung his paws and squeaked in agony of death. Many times he sank beneath the water, and many times he rose up again kicking. But he could not escape his doom, for his wet fur weighed him down heavily. <laughs> then at last, as he was dying, he uttered these words. Ah, Puffjaw, you shall not go unpunished for this treachery. You threw me, a castaway, off your body as from a rock. Vile coward! On land you would not have been the better man, boxing or wrestling or running, but now you have tricked me and cast me in the water. Heaven has an avenging eye, and surely the host of mice will punish you and not let you escape. <laughs> <laughs> now you fucked up. I know. Again, it's like... It's so sad. Like Again, like I already kind of got off on a rocky start. Some violations of Xenia on both sides, but they try to make it, and then this damn water snake um, just pops up out of nowhere. And like Puffjaw, forgetting just what's going on, instinctively just dives down and yep. uh, crumb snatcher, yeah, drowns. <laughs> With these words, he breathed out his soul upon the water, but Lick Platter, as he sat upon the bank, saw him die and raising a dreadful cry ran and told the mice and when they had heard of his fate all the mice were seized with a fierce anger and bade their herald summon the people to assemble towards the dawn of the house of bread nibble <laughs> god damn it <laughs> sorry i said um bit from futurama i worry that we're too cute sometimes oh right. niggle snush yeah oh niggle snush <laughs> yeah. prepare the cuddle bugs yeah all right um <laughs> Uh, bade their heralds summon the people and assemble them towards dawn at the house of Breadnibbler, the father of hapless Crumbsnatcher, who lay outstretched on the water face up, a lifeless corpse. And no longer near the bank, poor wretch, but floating in the midst of the deep. And when the mice came down in haste at dawn, Breadnibbler stood up first, enraged at his son's death, and thus he spoke. Friends, even if I alone had suffered great wrong from the frogs, Assuredly, this is a first essay at mischief for you all. 
and now I am pitiable, for I have lost three sons. First, the abhorred ferret seized and killed one of them, catching him outside the hole. Then ruthless men dragged another to his doom, when by unheard of arts they had contrived a wooden snare, a destroyer of mice, which they call a trap. There was a third whom I and his dear mother loved well, and him Puffjaw has carried out into the deep and drowned. Come then, and let us arm ourselves and go out against them when we have arrayed ourselves in rich-wrought arms. (laughs) (laughs) And again, this like, this poem is, yes, also very cute. Uh, And you can like see all the references, right? They're they're talking about this like wooden trap. Uh, so that's like I guess the the Trojan horse, but it's a mouse trap. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so silly. Okay, so so the 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 aged king who has had his son killed calls the other mice to prepare for battle, and prepare they do. With such words, he persuaded them all to gird themselves. And Ares, who has charge of war, equipped them. So even Ares shows up. <laughs> Ares is getting into this shit. Yeah, he is. <laughs> awesome. First, they fastened on greaves and covered their shins with green bean pods, broken into two parts, which they <laughs> nod out, standing over them all night. <laughs> so they get little green beads. The, little the, mouse the, war effort. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Their breastplates were of skin stretched on reeds, skillfully made from a ferret they had flayed. <laughs> so ferret nice. leather, ch- uh, uh, yeah, bre- breastplate. For shields, each had the centerpiece of a lamp, and their spears were long needles, all of bronze. The work of oh. Ares, and the helmets upon their temples were peanut shells. <laughs> and, and there's a missing scene in here where Her- where, where Ares goes to Hephaestus and goes, "All right." I got into some shit. I need a favoring. Yeah, what do you need? I need about 1,200 bronze toothpicks. Yeah. Why? Oh, no. It's going to be cute as shit. I just need them. Yeah, it's going to be cute as shit. Exactly. Also, do you have any um, um, leftover lamp centerpieces? I could I could take those off your hands, too. <laughs> Lo and Ares and Zeus went to the Texas Roadhouse and swept up the floor to make the peanut helmets. <laughs> So, so, so here you go, right? Like um, all of the mice, they, 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 they've assembled, they're preparing for war. Um, so the mice armed themselves. But when the frogs were aware of it, they rose up out of the water and coming together to one place gathered a council of grievous war. And while they were asking whence the quarrel arose and what the cause of this anger, a herald drew near bearing a wand in his paws. Pot visitor, the son of great-hearted cheese carver. <laughs> Good. He brought the grim message of war, speaking thus. Frogs, the mice have sent me with their threats against you, and bid you arm yourselves for war and battle, for they have seen crumb snatcher in the water whom your king Puffjaw slew. Fight then, as many of you as are fight oh goddammit. Fight then, as many of you as are warriors among the frogs. <laughs> it's just so cute. Just so goddamn cute. (laughs) With these words, he explained the matter. So when his blameless speech came to their ears, the proud frogs were disturbed in their hearts and began to blame Puffjaw. But he rose up and said, Friends, I killed no mouse, nor did I see one perishing. 
Surely he was drowned while playing by the lake and imitating the swimming of frogs. And now these wretches blame me who is guiltless. I think I changed his voice somewhere in there. Um, Come then, let us take counsel on how we utterly destroy the... (laughs) God damn, Puff John Dublin down. All right, I'm into this. Sorry. (laughs) Listeners, I have not pre-read this. This is all news to me. I know, yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Come then, and let us take counsel. How we may utterly destroy the wily mice. Moreover, I will tell you what I think to be the best. Let us gird on our armor and take a stand on the very bank of the lake where the ground breaks down sheer. And when they come out and charge upon us, let us each seize by the crest the mouse who attacks him. Sorry, and cast them with their helmets into the lake. For so shall drown these dry hobs in the water and merrily set here upon a trophy of victory over the slaughtered mice. By this speech, he persuaded them to arm. He persuaded them to arm themselves. They covered their shins with the leaves of the mallows, the breastplates made with the fine green beet leaves, cabbage leaves, skillfully fashioned for shields. Each one was equipped with a long pointed rush for a spear and a smooth. Oh, <laughs> god damn it! And a smooth. Sorry. And a smooth snail shell to cover their heads. Then they stood in close locked ranks upon the banks, waving their spears, and they were filled, each of them, with courage. (laughs) So they are. There's like little mice hoplites and frog hoplites um, in their panoply of war. And and, 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 like you're saying, too, all the frogs have like, yeah, like water plants and, and stuff like that for other stuff, too. Uh, and Mark, we, we've had a reference to Ares, but it wouldn't be an epic if we didn't actually have like the, do- the, 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 the like actual gods weighing in on the situation. And so here's where we are now. Now Zeus called the gods to uh, starry heaven and showed them the marital throng. No, not the marital throng. <laughs> They're not getting married. <laughs> oh, my. And showed them the martial throng and the stout warriors, so many and so great, all bearing long spears. For they were as the host of the centaurs and the giants. Then he asked with a sly smile, Who of the deathless gods will help the frogs? And who the mice? And he said Hmm. to Athena, My daughter, will you go aid the mice? For they all frolic about your temple continually, delighting in the fat of sacrifice and in all kinds of food. So then said the son of Kronos, but Athena answered him, I would never go help the mice when they are hard-pressed, for they have done me much mischief, spoiling my garlands and lamps too to get the oil. And, oh, because it's made of fat, poor little guys. Right, oh. yeah. Well, and, 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 well, and, and can they always go in and like eat her temple offerings and stuff, so she's mm-hmm. pissed about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's so goddamn cute. Josh is so fucking cute. <laughs> And this thing they have done vexes my heart exceedingly. They have eaten holes in my sacred robe, which I wove painfully spinning a fine... Woof? On a fine harp? Okay. Oh, I bet that's wool. I bet that's a fine wool on a Oh, probably, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Painfully spinning a fine wool on a fine harp and made it full of holes. And now the moneylender is at me and charges me interest, which is a bitter thing for a more... (laughs) Thing? God damn it. Sorry, which is a bit, which is a bitter thing for mortals, for I have borrowed to do my weaving and ha- have nothing which yet to repay. Yet even so, I will not help the frogs, for they are also not considerable. Once, when I was returning early from war, I was very tired, <clears throat> and though I wanted. To- 
they would not let me doze even a little for their outcry. And so I lay sleepless with a headache until cock crow. No, gods, let us refrain from helping these hosts, or one of us may get wounded with a sharp spear. For they fight hand to hand, even if a god comes against them. Let us rather all amuse ourselves watching the fight from heaven. So said <laughs> Athena, and the other gods agreed with her and went in a body to one place. <laughs> so so again, Athena like, hates both parties. <laughs> just, yeah, she's like, I don't mice, want... Fuck these frogs, but I yeah. bet it'll be funny to watch it. Which, like, the only thing that... And on top of everything else, the only thing that would be worse. Like, it's one thing if you get wounded by... Diomedes, you know, in that moment right. of battle. If you get wounded by a mouse or a frog, if you get stuck with one of their spears, you're never going to live that down. You're going to get teased oh about that for, for all eternity. <laughs> Who has the cutest Aristea, man? I know, right? <laughs> Little squeaky mouse. <laughs> oh, and, and, and have it you is. Seen, so, um, have you mm-hmm. seen um, dumb, uh, Dung V... <clears throat> dung beetle versus frogs maybe i don't know i'm just gonna i'll, I'll send it to you okay You'll, you can watch it later but as we're talking about this it made me think of it yeah okay okay yeah so i've also yep. seen i think it's the kangaroo mouse in in the desert that'll like hunt scorpions oh. and stuff uh-huh. uh-huh um and 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 whenever it like gets a gets a confirmed kill on, on a scorpion it'll do like this little like battle chirp and it's hilarious so i'll have to <laughs> I'll have to find a video of that too <laughs> So, again, we're following the formula of epic. Uh, the gods typically are very invested in these kind of battles, but here they're like, no, we don't want anything of that. And Well, but yeah. you know, too, mm-hmm. Ares, mm-hmm. Armed the, Ares armed the mice. True. So He's, they kind of have, like, divine, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah. Hmm. yeah he is He is always down for, for a scrap. Um, and we'll, we'll see if he makes another appearance or not. Uh, but back to... The uh, mortal world, um, and the battle is about to take place. Then gnats with great trumpets <laughs> sounded the fell note of war. <laughs> and Zeus, the son of Kronos, and Zeus, the son of Kronos, thundered from heaven, a sign of grievous battle. See, even Zeus is having fun. He throws a throws yeah, a like Zeus. Ball. Zeus is just drunk, and he's like, "I'm still yeah. a fucking swan. What's up?" <laughs> Let's go. He's just on the lake watching this shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. They're all kind of like perched on like the, yeah, on <laughs> yeah. a little like hill watching everything. And so, yes, the fighting commences. First, Loud Croaker wounded Lickman in the belly, right through oh. the midriff. Down fell he on his face and soiled his soft fur in the dust. He fell with a thud and his armor clashed about him. <laughs> Next. Oh, no. Oh, okay. This is what I missed. Um, it says troglodyte, but I think I have a hole dweller and some other ones. Anyway. Oh, okay. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next, hole dweller shot at the son of Mudman and drove the strong spear deep into his breast. So he fell and black death seized him and his spirit flitted forth from his mouth. Then Beatty struck pot visitor to the heart and killed him <laughs> and bread nibbler hit loud crier in the belly. So that he fell on his face and his spirit flitted forth from his limbs. Now when Pond Larker saw Loudcrier perishing, he struck in quickly and wounded Hole Dweller in his soft neck with a rock like a millstone, so that darkness veiled his eyes. Jesus Thereafter, Christ. Yeah, no, they, it gets vicious. Thereat, 
Basil's son was seized with grief and struck out with his sharp reed and did not draw his spear back to him again, but felled his enemy there and then. And Lickman, and Lickman shot at him with a bright spear and hit him unerringly in the midriff. And as he marked Cabbage Eater running away, he fell on the steep bank. Yet even, yet even so did not cease fighting, but smote that other so that he fell and did not rise again. And the lake was dyed with red blood as he lay outstretched along the shore, pierced through the guts and shining flanks. Also, he slew Cheese Eater on the very brink. <laughs> so, so, so Lickman has the best Aristia, right? I, th- I think so. I, it, it's kind of hard to keep track, but I think so. I think he's yeah. has the most. Well, no. Um, no, because, okay, um, well, okay, I know we're having translation problems here, but so Lickman gets hurt first, but right. then it's Lickman that shoots him with the bright spear and unerringly mm-hmm. in the mid-year. So, so Lickman doesn't die. He just gets, like, hurt, and, like, the, he, like, you know, licks his blood like Bruce Lee style, and, like, then he freaks out and then enters Aristia mode. Yeah, or, yeah, or wound, again, it's, man, once I'm, Finally done with this dissertation. I know what my next academic article is going to be. It's going to be like plotting out the casualties of the Battle of Frogs and Mice. <laughs> I mean, I really think that you just need to stop right now. You've been given an yeah. opportunity to yeah, pivot sure. super hard and pivot. We ought to, buddy. You can. Yeah. Can I get a co-doctorate with you? Oh hell yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> we can. We can co-author this paper easily, easily, easily. Pop, 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 pop. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so we had one Aristia. Let's see if we have maybe another one. But Reedy took flight when he saw Ham Nibbler and fled, plunging into the lake and throwing away his shield. Ooh, coward. Then Blameless Pot Visitor killed Brewer and Water Waterlarked killed the Lord Ham Nibbler, striking him upon the head with a pebble so that his brains <laughs> flowed out of his nostrils and the earth was bespattered with blood. Feature mark heavy metal music. Faultless muckcroucher sprang upon Lick Platter and killed him with a spear and brought darkness upon his eyes. And Leaky saw it and dragged Lick... Okay, so Lick Platter was a... Okay, so he was a frog then, I guess. All right, sorry. Anyway, uh, Lick Platter by the foot, though he was dead, and choked him by... No, he didn't. He made sure he was... Yeah. Oh, he yeah. drowned his... Oh, he... Josh, he yeah, drowned, he drowned him. him. Oh, mm-hmm. she... he grabbed the man... Or he grabbed the mouse by the leg and just, like, brought him over to the water, just, like, held him on... Oh, it's dark. Oh, it's so fucking dark. I'm sorry. I'm really into this. Um... But but Crumb Snatcher was fighting to avenge his dead comrades and hit Leaky before he reached the land and he fell forward at the blow and his soul went down to Hades. And seeing this, the cabbage climber took a clod of mud and hurled it at the mouse and plastering all his forehead and nearly blinding him. Thereat, Crumb Snatcher was enraged and caught up in his strong hand a huge stone that lay on the ground a heavy burden for the soil. With that, he hit Cabbage Climber below the knee and splintered, Jesus Christ, and splintered the whole right shin. It's a frog. Like, they're all leg. That, like, that's like yeah, 80% right. of a frog's yeah. body is shin. Jesus Christ. All right. Mm-hmm. Cabbage Climber below the shin and splattered the whole right shin, or splintered the whole right shin, hurling him back in the dust. But, God damn it. But, I can't. But Croak Person kept him off, and rushing at the mouse in turn, hit him in the middle of the belly and drove the whole reed spear into him. 
and as he drew the spear back to him with his strong hand, all his foe's bowels gushed out upon the ground, and when Hold Dweller saw the deed, as he was limping away from the fight to the riverbank, he shrank back sorely moved, and leaped upon and leaped into the trench to escape sheer death. Then Bread Nibbler hit Puffjaw on the toes. He came up at the last from the lake and was greatly distressed. <laughs> Jesus so, yeah. Christ. Yeah, oh so my god, is, Josh, this is epic. This is, it is, it this is, is, is fucking epic. epic, dude. This is better than the... I'm sorry, this is better than three episodes of you and me doing goddamn Trojan <laughs> War. This is what we should have been doing the entire time. The like, entire time, right. Yeah, three fucking 300 on. mice, man. I'm into it. Yeah, three, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, and we're, we're, we're still not done yet. And when Leaky saw him fallen forward, but still half alive, he pressed through those who fought in front and hurled a sharp reed at him. But the point of the spear was stayed and did not break his shield. Could could call back to when Hector and Telamonian Ajax are having their like javelin duel. And, it, and it's like, will it pierce the shield or not? Um, then noble Oregano... <laughs> Oh, no. Like Ares himself struck his flawless headpiece made of four pots, he only among the frogs showed prowess in the throng. But when he saw the others rush at him, he did not stay to meet the stout-hearted hero, but dived down to the depths of the lake. Now there was one among the mice, Slice Snatcher, who excelled the rest... (laughs) I'm sorry, call him Pussyhound the Mouse. Come on, what are we Pussy doing? Pussyhound the Mouse, exactly. Who excelled the rest, dear son of Nar, um, that is uh, G-N-A-W-E-R, the son of Blameless Breadstealer. He went to his house and bade his son to take part in the war. The warrior threatened to destroy the race of frogs utterly, and splitting a chestnut husk into two parts along the joint, <laughs> put the two hollow pieces as armor on his paws. <laughs> Then straightway, oh, we made some little kestuses. These little kestuses. Then straightaway the frogs were dismayed and all rushed down to the lake. And he would have made good his boast, for he had great strength, had not the son of Kronos, the father of men and gods, been quick to mark the thing and pitied the frogs as they were perishing. He shook his head and uttered this word. So I guess this is like the equivalent so of Zeus like... So Zeus feels bad. He's like kind of bummed out about this. Yeah, he, yeah. he's like, look, I thought this was going to be fun. This is turning out to be way too bloody and gory. Um, I got to put a put, put a stop to this. Um, and I think um, Slice Snatcher, um, who goes and gets his son, I think that's supposed to kind of be like Achilles, who in the Iliad, who's like sitting out of the fighting. He's just chilling in his right. tent. But until like, he shows up and starts Yeah, until he shows people. up and, and people are so terrified. I think that's it. Um, but Zeus sees what's going on. He decides enough is, is enough. Um, dear, dear, how fearful a deed do my eyes behold. Slice Snatcher makes no small panic rushing to and fro among the frogs by the lake. Let us then make all haste and send warlike Pallas or even Ares, for they will stop his fighting, strong though he is. So the son of Kron- so said the son of Kronos, but Hera answered him. Of course, of course, Hera had to show up. Oh, of okay. course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> son of Kronos, neither the might of Athena nor Ares can avail to deliver the frogs from utter destruction. Rather, come and let us go help them, or 
else let loose your weapon, the great and formidable titan killer, with which you killed Capanius, the Doughty man? Doughty? Okay, sorry. That Doughty man, and the great... And the great Enceladus, and the wild tribe of giants, a let it loose, for the most valiant will be slain. So, so Zeus said Hera. Is, oh, yeah, yeah so, so Zeus is like, okay, this is this has gotten way too far. Uh, Athena, Ares, get down there, or all of, and then and then Hera chimes in and says, look, even if all of us came down, the mice are so pissed, like right. that that still wouldn't hurt. Uh, I mean, maybe your thunderbolt, uh, Zeus, will stop it. Um, Zeus comes up with a better plan, and and, and I'm going to save that for you, Mark. So I'm so Hera's I'm, like, nah, let him cook. Yeah, nah, let him cook. So I'm going to take this uh, uh, penultimate sure. stanza, and then you take the last one, so that you can figure sure, out. Sure. So, so said Hera, and the son of Kronos cast a lurid thunderbolt. First, he thundered and made great Olympus shake, um, and, and then cast the thunderbolt, the awful weapon of Zeus, tossing it lightly forth. Thus he frightened them all, frogs and mice alike, hurling his bolt upon them. <laughs> Yet even so, the army of mice did not relax, but hoped still more. Exactly, they're tenacious. But hoped still more to destroy the brood of warrior frogs. Only the son of Kronos on Olympus pitied the frogs and then straight away sent them helpers. Mark, describe these this like new battalion. Here comes the, the, the cavalry to save the day. Who is it that Zeus sends to put an end to this fight? So there came suddenly warriors with mailed backs and curving claws. Crooked beasts that walked sideways, nutcracker jawed, shell hide, bony they were, flat backed, with glistening shoulders and bandy legs and stretched arms and eyes that looked behind them. They also had eight legs and two feelers. Persistent creatures, Called the, oh shit called the crabs oh shit called the crabs here we go Josh goddamn fucking unagi hime okay sorry they nipped the tails and the paws and the feet of the mice with their claw with their jaws while spared them only beat sorry while spears only beat on them of these the mice were all afraid and no longer stood up to them and turned and fled already the sun was set and so the end of the one day war oh shit and crabs came and saved the pond and fucking nizume hime is so pissed off oh my god yes nezu hime there it is yes 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 so there it is you know like not wow not not the entire host of Olympians, not even Zeus's thunderbolts could turn back the mice, but a couple of crabs get in there and that's it. Game over. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And so yeah, that is that is this this epic poem, uh the Batrico Machia, literally um the battle of frogs and mice, that I think was was yeah, it was a perfect um, uh, kind of wrap up here to our to our episode on on when when animals fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna title this one Beast Wars. Um, oh, there we go. I, yeah, Beast I Wars. also want to give an update. So this has been a two hour podcast, mm-hmm. um, and now the Super Bowl is in the third quarter at nine minutes ten seconds left, with San Francisco at ten points and Kansas City at three. So 
I reckon that you and I are having more fun doing this than anybody watching that goddamn Super Bowl. Also, something right? about Jesus is Quentin Tarantino and wants my feet. I'm not entirely sure. More to follow on that later. I'm just doing this on Twitter, so it's getting kind of wonky. Josh, oh, yeah. this was great, dude. Fucking oh, beast thanks, battles, beast wars, animal fighting, animal wars. Um, mm-hmm. All of the above. Hmm. I guess it's time to share with you my working document on animals as weapons and we can talk about that a little bit oh, we can shoot. go why okay. did hannibal enter the chat in act one mark i don't get it maybe it would <laughs> answer that question josh but really dude thank you this was great oh yeah it was awesome. no thanks because it, it was it was something I, I i knew i wanted to like have something with the battle of frogs and mice um it's, it's, right. since we did that 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 uh miniseries on the trojan war and then it was it was just like puppy bowl Find a couple of find a couple of other things, and so I mean, now I can't again. I I I don't want to see this, but I also one hundred percent want to see um, Mouse three hundred, and here's like big <laughs> big fat King Xerxes as uh, King Puffjaw. <laughs> All I ask for is. Soil and water. coax. See how King Mouse Leonidas dithers and slacks. Also, did you know, Josh? I'm sure you knew this because I think I sent you the video a couple dozen times. Frogs fight like okay, so I think it's like African bullfrogs. But they like fight for territory exclusively by suplexing. So this whole time, yeah, right? I'm just, in my head, I'm seeing like, yeah, sure, they got the spears, but like they stab the mouse and like suplex them into the ground, mm-hmm. and it's just Netflix. Get with us, and we will produce this goddamn frogs versus mm-hmm. mice anime. Right. Yeah, with me it's... voicing all the female characters. What's <laughs> stopping you? What is stopping you, you cowards? <laughs> Right, with all the, like, Zack Snyder, like, slow motion zoom in. Um, uh, Fialtes is just the one mouse with, like, a stumpy tail or something like that. (laughs) You cannot raise your shield made out of uh, ferret leather. And, 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 now that Steamboat Willie is public domain, Josh, holy the fucking shit, yeah. mind quavers. Oh my god, I didn't even realize that. That's perfect. An army of Steamboat Willies as Crumb Snatcher. Ha ha, load up on your ferret leather shields, man. Ha ha, tonight we died in hell. Gosh. Gore. Stupid Wait, Goofy shows up. Gore. No, no, Goofy. I need you to run back and tell our tale. <laughs> he's, he's, um... Uh, York? Yeah. Oh, York? Because <laughs> we all know that Goofy is fucking Ajax, right? Like, yeah, this right. thing writes itself, Josh. It is. It's all there. It's all there, man. So, so yes, Mark, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for joining me all, all, along this uh, episode. And listeners, thank you as well. Um... Tell us, tell us your thoughts. We always love that engagement. We always love hearing from you. Um, like, PETA breathing down your, like, back, notwithstanding, would, would you have wanted, like, bear baiting? 
would you have gone to see just a whole bunch of air, of elephants just like kind of wandering around the circus Maxim, the circus maximus um until they finally start like like fighting um who, who is is the battle of frogs and mice is this like a netflix animation thing is this a frank miller gritty uh, uh, graphic novel that you want to see. What's your take on the Battle of Frogs and Mice? We'd love to hear that too. So get in touch with us. Send an email to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at twowizardspodc1. We're active on Facebook and Instagram. I'll share with Mark some of these like amazing Victorian illustrations of the Battle of Frogs yeah. and Mice because they're, they're, again, they're just adorable. Uh, <laughs> um, you can also find us individually on, on Twitter. Uh, uh, hit me up at Plaid Barbarian. Uh, Mark, you're on Twitter as well. Oh, we're also on Blue Sky uh, under the uh, High Hammock Radio uh, handle. Um, but Mark, you're there. Uh, other High Hammock Radio podcasts are available too. What are some of those? Yeah, number one, Josh, I am both amazed and disappointed and slightly relieved that the Romans never did like a now Machia, but like, you know, with whales, like they didn't capture a bunch of like sperm whales and killer whales out of the Mediterranean and like flood the Colosseum and make them fight. But at the same time, wow, do I want to, I want to watch that one. Okay, cool. Also tell me what a problematic bastard I am over at Marky Stardust on uh, Twitter. Um, you can also find me, though, on the Dangle Podcast, which, as of this week, hey, guess what? It's done. It's ended. It's a new show now. We're doing something completely... Or, or find me on the thing that is, like, reinventing itself and we're changing and calling audibles frequently, um, the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids podcast. Um, right now, we are in the middle of a World War II movie miniseries, and I can already oh, tell you wow. that you had to call four audibles already and switch our goddamn cue. In the meantime, thank you for being here, listeners. Thank you for letting us be a part of your day. Josh, thank you for this. This was great. I am horned up for animal-based mayhem. Also, again, I know we, we, we said this. We're going to say it a hundred times. For the last time, neither of us are endorsing or condoning any sort of like animal combat. Don't do it. Don't do that at all. Um, that being said, I, 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 I kind of like your idea of, about the, uh, Nawa, Makia and whales. I, I think there's a whole like wealth of underwater animal combat that, um, is underutilized. Um, get, get a giant squid versus a humpback whale. Um, get, 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 get freaky with it. I don't know. Uh, I am, but... I'm, I, so right now I'm writing uh, the whaling episode, and oh, I just nice. um, the book that I'm reading is called Leviathan, and it talks about yeah. like what fucking tanks sperm whales are, and like mm-hmm. yes, it is terrible. Yes, whaling is a great sin of mankind, but at the same time, Josh, can we please kidnap a fucking sperm whale and <laughs> giant squid and make him fight? Because I want to see it so bad. Like that's what the entire Jurassic Park franchise is predicated on. We clone really? animals yeah. and make them fight. How come we can't enjoy it now? Let's clone a mammoth and make it fight like, I don't know, in a last mytherium. I don't care. Anything. Like, ooh, I want to see a Hell in a Cell match with a woolly mammoth and some Neanderthals. That's what I want to see. That's awesome. And in yes. the immortal words of Ken Watanabe from Godzilla 2014, let them fight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Oh, I'm so evil tonight. No, no, we 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 were doing some some dark wizard magic here, but sometimes we, we just have to. Thank you, everybody. My name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. 
and my name is Mark. We're ending this, and the Super Bowl is still going, and the final score as of right now is 10 to 6, 49ers, or 10 points, 49ers. Chiefs have six. Uh, there's five minutes left in the third. Wow, Josh, this is a long fucking game. Um, love you all, everyone. Thank you for being here. Take care. Good night. He rolled upon his bench, and after that, I killed them all! Ah!